0: you are listening to highlights of an episode of the creative process to hear the full interview or to learn more about the creative process projects please visit www.creativeprocess.info what i generally say is i make films about culture (laughs) <laughs> that's kind of my default. And by culture, it's not only film and art and music, um, but it's food and clothing and language and media and the culture of politics. And, you know, I'm, I'm much more interested in in culture, which I define as how we define ourselves and how we define other people. You know, that's what makes up culture. And those are the kinds of questions I always find incredibly Interesting and compelling, and in a way, kind of the great underappreciated force for empathy and understanding, which is kind of what our jobs are as documentarians is to 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 foster empathy and understanding. It's interesting because I feel like um, you know in scripted films people are trying to infuse a spontaneity and a reality and a being in the moment into something that's very artificial. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of what we do as documentarians is try and impose a structure or a form on something that is utterly um, real and alive and in the moment and uncategorizable in many ways. So, you know, we're kind of doing the opposite, coming from opposite ends of the same goal you know which is to kind of create something that is or feels authentic to a to a certain truth an emotional truth or a literal truth um i mean i i, I think of it as scripted film is about your voice you know and documentary is about your ear and what you hear It's good to go in with an idea or a plan, but you have to abandon that once you're there in a real moment because otherwise um, you're trying to make real life conform to your preconceived idea and it's never gonna be that. And it's probably gonna be more interesting than whatever your preconceived idea is. So I think for me as a documentarian, I have to be in the moment as Mm -hmm. much as my subjects and that's what keeps them in the moment to the point where they can forget There's a camera there, or they can forget um, there's a movie being made. If I'm doing an interview, I'll typically write up, um, I'll think about it, I'll research it, I'll write up a list of ideas, Mm -hmm. and generally those ideas are one or two words. They're just reminders for me, and I have a list that might have 80 words on it. Yeah that are kind of prompts, but, but basically by the time I'm doing the interview, I never look at that paper again. Yeah. Like I'm you lose eye contact, I'm done with it. So I yeah. never want to lose eye contact and I rarely ever look at paper or questions or anything during in an interview. And mm. part of it is, you know, conversation has a natural flow to it and you mm. want to honor that flow and go down those alleys. And like, I'm prepared to not get to something, that I wanted to talk about if, if the conversation's naturally flowing in a different direction. Mm-hmm. I think it's better to honor the flow of a conversation mm-hmm. than to kind of impose uh, your interrogation upon your oh. subject because it's not an interrogation, it's a conversation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even when I did Won't You Be My Neighbor, this film about Mr. Rogers, this children's television host, um when i first came up with the idea for the film and i went and i talked to his widow joanne rogers what i said to her was i'm making a film about ideas you know i think the ideas are the thing that i find really inspiring and and often i feel that way about the the stories i get uh excited about which is you know what's what's the emotional truth or the ideas what are the ideas that, that really motivated and the facts and the kind of ins and outs tend to be the, often the least interesting, you know, and I, I feel like there's a, you know, a documentary that are, certain documentaries can veer towards a more of like a, a Wikipedia kind of storytelling, which yeah. to me is not. Great storytelling, which is you know and then and then and then, then they did this, and then they did that and and I kind of love doing as little of that as possible, you know of avoiding the exposition as much as possible, like you only use facts and exposition and stories to underline the big ideas or the emotions, and at least that 's how I make film for somebody like Keith Richards who has been interviewed so many times and everybody asks him the exact same questions how do you not do that well what does keith want to talk about what are how do we not ask those obvious questions and ask all the questions people never ask him and once we did that he completely loved it and it became you know so that film was i think a representation of who keith really is without having to list off how he feels about Mick Jagger, or how he feels about this song or that song. You know, it's much more of a a portrait um, of who he is now. Every case is different. I mean, my Johnny Cash documentary is not about Johnny's life story. It's called Johnny Cash's America, and it's about why is Johnny Cash one of these rare figures in our American culture that connects with. Um, with punk rockers and evangelicals, you know, with the left and the right, with young and old, you know, what are the commonalities and how, through examining those ideas, can we understand the things that actually connect us that we can agree about? You know, I mean, that was really the idea that that film was about. I remember within two weeks of starting my first documentary when I was, you know, 25, I wrote to my parents and said, uh, oh, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Like I knew instantly that this this was the job for me because it involved everything I liked doing. And most of all, it involved um, being a curious person, you know, which I think is kind of the number one job trait to, to want to do documentaries. It's, it's often the stuff in between um that you get from interviewing people you know if you read an article it tends to you know give you the essence of something or give you the top line of something or give you you know um you know the greatest hits of something um but when you talk to people you get to go down all these alleys and follow all these tangents and i find often that those things lead to more interesting things you know i love being able to go down um, conversational alleys and, and taking it that way. Let's look back at, uh, documentary making, what you thought it was and now the possibilities. Uh, So when I started, um, which was in kind of the early nineties, there was, there was nothing cool about documentaries (laughs) that, um, you know, in, places like France or the UK, um, you know, you could get documentaries made some for state television or um, in America, there was public television or maybe HBO, but the outlets were few and nobody was clamoring for documentaries. Um, I I mean, there was no real audience for them other than, people like us who made documentaries. And so I'd say one major transformation, you know, putting the filmmaking aside is the the change in the audience for documentaries, which is people discovered that documentaries can be fascinating ways of telling stories. I think documentaries have been getting better and better. And I think the streaming services have also broadened the audiences that now, you've got a place where it's easy to find documentaries, lots of people go towards them. And so, you know, places like Netflix, I think have, have built an audience for more documentaries too. Um, and that's amazing. And I'm very interested in knowing creative people's ideas about the solutions to the problems or the obstacles we face now you know um you know so as you think about the future and education and the environment or the political situation and these all these things um what are some things do you do you feel if you could focus your energies on them you know to to arrange solutions that, that could be done and maybe how can documentary or the arts be involved in that as well well i mean i think again, I've talked a lot about curiosity and I feel like one of the great divides we have culturally is a curiosity divide. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I can't remember who it is. It said, if you want to cure prejudice, give everybody a passport and make them take a trip. You know, it's like, um, you know, we need, I think the, I mean, again, I think documentaries are, In the words of Roger Ebert, you know, empathy machines, you know, they're about letting you understand how other people live. And that very act is one of selflessness, you know, of getting out of your own experience. And I feel like, um, you know, we have a tremendous amount of people who don't want to learn, who are actively um, kind of fighting against. science or education or, uh, you know, um, racial understanding, you know, it, it, I mean, there's so many bad problems and, and I think, again, trying to figure out ways to reach those people. I mean, Mr. Rogers, that documentary was very intentionally me trying to figure out a way to tell a story that reached a lot of people who have different backgrounds who I don't agree with, but we all grew up watching that show's children say, and, you know, we weren't formed as, uh, you know, politically at those times. So everybody has kind of a, a pre-cultural connection to that character. So it kind of short circuits the normal cultural baggage in the same way that Johnny Cash did, you know, or, you know, that, and that's, Again, this kind of well I've come back to again, again, of trying to find ways where we could talk about the stuff we do agree about or why do we all like this thing or understand this thing and what's it really about?